Hello, 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 and welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and with me is James Barron. Hello. We're very in your ear this time, which is a low low whisper at the start of the podcast. Ooh. (laughs) This is the leading ASMR is piece it? of media. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's true. My audio quality <laughs> is not at all available for good ASMR. Unless you like random, like, bonk sounds in the background and stuff like that. The sound of a computer overheating. Yeah. Every so often dying. <laughs> yeah. That's, someone's into that. That's the ASMR that I provide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to lead in from that, but we watched Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Yeah, you guys know Galaxy Quest? Yeah, that's a good film. Pretty good. It is, isn't it? Yeah, had you seen it before? Yes, I would have, like, it's the one I would have grown up with. Oh, yeah. Like, it would have been on TV all the time. And then I think I kind of just put it aside. It's like, oh, yeah, it's that Tim Allen movie. And then I think it was you we were just watching it once, and I was hanging out with you. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this is great. This is very well structured. This is ticks everything it needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say... I wouldn't say... No, oh, sorry. No, you go. You go. I wouldn't say I, like, laughed in this watch, and it might have been because I didn't have the audio, mm. but I was definitely, like, in on the plot. Like, I wanted to know what was going to happen. Yeah. I was, like, yeah, happy when things were called back, and yeah, I was just... Well done, movie. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, probably the jokes wouldn't land as well if we're only reading them in subtitle form. <laughs> yeah. This is the issue with, uh, just in general, watching movies with in subtitles only mm. like i feel like we're missing a little bit of what makes movies great but you know it's yeah. fine we replace it we surrogate father in a group of a group of bloody floyds floydsters yeah. in there so you know mm. what's your up. relationship with this film and are you more familiar with this film than the popular media it's parodying um i would say i, I I do really like this film. I think it's a really good comedy. To say that it's like a parody of Star Trek, I feel like is a little reductive in general. It is like okay. definitely, um, uh, it's, it is it is a parody of Star Trek in that like it's operating and making jokes about all the things in Star Trek, all the like contrivances and things like that. And it's a pretty direct reference to that show. But yeah, um, I think it goes like beyond the shit beyond what star trek does and like isn't trying to do like dumb jokes about it it's got its own story and its own like stakes and stuff which a a lot of comedy movies don't actually do so i think it's a good a good movie on its own merits um and it's got some a fucking amazing cast (laughs) which oh my goodness i really love watching on screen um yeah i would say i am more familiar with um with this movie than I am with Star Trek, so I have fairly Same. limited knowledge of Star Trek, but I like I'm, I'm currently watching The Next Generation at the moment for the first ah, time. So cool. I know some stuff, but yeah, you know, not too much. I think Star Trek and probably to a different extent Star Wars, a lot of people, especially people our age, are more familiar with parody and like uh, things have absorbed. Mm. Similar to I guess Point Break, like no. 
a lot of people probably haven't even seen Star Wars movies, but know everything that happens. Yeah, that's pretty fair. It is yeah. like one of those very like zeitgeisty ones. It's like very being captured by our culture so significantly that you can barely avoid it, and you'll pick it up through yeah. like yeah osmosis. So that yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. Which works well for a film like this because, like, obviously trying to be a big Hollywood comedy, mm. they can't rely on everyone having seen this, like, short-lived um, 70s TV series. Yeah, it's true. There are, like, jokes in there for, like, trick fan type people, but there's also just jokes in there for everybody to get. So, yeah, yeah it works pretty well, I think. I think it's a, a good old film. It is. How do you think it compares? Because I thought a lot about, um, have you seen the Black Mirror episode about star trek the uss callister okay fun fact about me i haven't seen that at all but uh I, it's because <laughs> that is a fun fact that is a fu- have you never I've, seen any black mirror i i've seen the first episode which is apparently what turns a lot of people off of yeah. black mirror i watched that episode and i was like geez maybe this isn't the show for me <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. stopped watching after that because but yeah i've heard that like obviously the show goes in lots of different other directions and is actually quite good but yeah. Starting it out with that first episode, man, all right. <laughs> it's certainly a choice. Do you uh, want to know my, so yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't tell people this because people get really mad, my Black Mirror history? Sure, go for it. I'm not going to get okay. mad. Yeah, you'll be fine. It'll just be all our, you know, furious, um, deep fake listeners. Yeah, true. So I've seen probably five episodes of black mirror mm-hmm. and they are in order um season three episode four okay season one episode three mm-hmm. um season four episode one right season four episode six okay season uh the bandersnatch movie oh the yeah, yeah. Own adventure. it's its own thing and then season five, episode three, and I haven't... So I haven't seen any of the, like, iconic kind of British ones. I've only seen the real Hollywood ones or the ones that, like, I mean, people chat about. I think that's fine. Like, kind of the point of the show is that they're all... Each episode is, is its own, like, little uh, short story, effectively, right? Thank like you. very yeah. Very x filesy in that way, that you can probably get away with not, like, watching things in sequence yeah yeah there might be like subtle references to other things other episodes within episodes i don't know but i i think you'll be fine just watching it like that i'm not going to begrudge you that one i think it would be all right yeah Yeah. and to be honest like we started with episode eight of pink floyd it's true we we skipped a lot yeah yeah there's like whole lost seasons of the show where we watched uh every movie every ever made with the first seven albums of pink floyd yeah and so yeah, yeah they never it never comes up well. we've finished like every movie ever made and pink floyd already yeah seven times pretty much that's why we're so good yeah. at this but um yeah yeah like i think it's fine <laughs> i think it's all right that we just we, this is the one that we released to the public yeah we finally got our chops we've got a got a <laughs> Got our credentials in order, I think. Yeah. Doing our the hard box yards. set comes out. Like, it's the entire warehouse from um, last... Uh, oh, gosh. Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. but just entirely of our, like, recordings. <laughs> our podcast recordings on, like, mini-discs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the only way. Oh, yes. The true format. 
Shout out to you if you've recorded your this podcast to a mini disc and you're listening to it that way. <laughs> and you're giving it to friends for this holiday season. Yeah. That's that's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should we start the podcast proper? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of being very good at podcasts. Yeah. Let's podcast. This is one. We got, yeah, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Let's go. Let's go on a quest yeah. together, Gareth. Yeah, you and I. Yeah. Um, speak to me, as we do at the start of the show. Uh, opening titles, as you do. Uh, there's a... Uh, it starts with an episode of Galaxy Quest, the like variant of Star Trek, basically. Yeah. Playing out in 4x3 on screen. I quite like that. Uh, yeah thing. and it's kind of like zoomed back as well there's a lot of gap above on the top yeah because yeah for, for us we're watching in like wide cinema scope right yeah so you get the letterbox effect anyway but oh good point yeah yeah so oh. <laughs> yeah it is like it's quite it's quite interesting originally um they were supposed to have this four by three and then it would go out to a little bit extended like 16 by 9 kind of size uh, yeah for the film and then when the doors open in space to reveal like the big expansive space in front of the alien planet it was going to widen again to sit full cinema scope oh, yeah yeah but I, I don't think they did that for the actual release of the movie but i think that's a cool thing just playing around with different framings of stuff to tell different stories yeah yeah they they did that in um old grand budapest hotel yeah well, he's, like every he's a bloody uh, time for that changing different yeah, aspect ratios bloody loves it <laughs> but yeah this is definitely that doing boy an aspect ratio yeah this is definitely doing a similar kind of thing with like yeah referencing the time period of when this original galaxy quest show was coming out so yeah mm. this uh, the episode plays out the ship gets surrounded as we're going in to breathe and it ends on a cliffhanger about activating the Omega-13, which is just such dumb sci-fi bullshit that I <laughs> yeah, love so completely. Yeah, so kind of thing. Yeah. I always love things like this. Um, yeah. And yeah, we see that they're watching this episode at, like, a convention. Effectively, like, a Star Trek convention where everyone's, like, dressed up in the audience. And who's mm. hosting the panel? But it's none other than Sam Rockwell. Yes. Our boy and friend. One of our many clones of Here Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one's oh. on Earth just having a wee having a wee time. This is one of his like <laughs> earlier roles, I think, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I think so. I think this might have been his big, first big Hollywood role. Yeah. He fucking crushes it. I love him in this film. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's like introduced supposed to be introducing uh the the key cast of Galaxy Quest, who are all backstage hanging around. But the lead character, um, jason naismith as played by tim allen is late yeah one thing about this movie that's going to get really confusing is that we already have an well i have an issue at least where i mix up the actors and the (laughs) character names that are playing them there's an extra layer in in this one where the characters are actors in the movie playing other characters with other names so Good yeah, luck. this is some Holland Drive level stuff. Should we go? Should we lay down the law of just actor names? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Tim Allen, I'll just go through the like key cast of Galaxy Quest as they're all pretty yes, much introduced here. So we've got Tim Allen as um, Jason Naismith, who plays Commander Peter Quincy Taggart <laughs> in the show. Great name, hilarious name. Um, Sigourney Weaver 
uh, who's fantastic, obviously, uh, as Gwen yeah. DeMarco as Lieutenant Tawny Madison in the show, who is a character yeah. who is there basically to repeat everything that the ship's computer says and is also the only person that can talk to the computer, which yeah. I, I think is just a hilarious layer of uh, like obfuscation there. It's pretty good. <laughs> got the fucking best actor, Alan Rickman, hero to the people as... Uh, Alexander Dane, I think Sir Alexander Dane, uh, playing yeah. Dr. Lazarus in the show, who's our, like, alien scientist equivalent guy. Sort of a crossover yeah. between, like, the Klingon race and, I guess, the, like, Vulcan race. He's, like, a really smart doctor type, but he's got the yeah. he's got the weird head thing going on as well. So. Yeah, some sort of, like, purple fins that his character never takes off, even when we see him in his own house. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's kind so of like, I, do you think it's like supposed to be a misdirect? Like you're supposed to think, you know, when aliens turn out to be real, that he was one all along. Nah, that would be kind of great, but I, yeah. I think... And also later you see it's like his finally it gets ripped and you see his hair sticking out and stuff from it. Yeah, I do love that theory, but like I think he's just like in his home, like in the process of taking it off because it's like a fairly yeah. extensive like prosthetic thing on his head that he has oh, to wear. Yeah. Probably be like quite delicate and be very difficult to put on and take off so yeah i don't know but yeah pretty good um we've got tony shaloub as uh is it tony shaloub or am i saying it wrong i just call him monk yeah it's the monk uh as, yeah as fred monk from monk as fred kwan as tech tech sergeant chen in the film who's like yes. a engineer type down in the down in the brig work, making sure the ship goes he is a fucking great time in this film. This guy, the he Shaloub. does, eh? The Shaloub is loose, Gareth. Um, <laughs> and we've got uh, Daryl Mitchell as Tony Webber as Lieutenant Laredo, who is a child actor in the series, yeah. but grows up and is a adult for the rest of the film, obviously. Yeah. The interesting thing is he's older than Sam Rockwell. Really? But um Sam Rockwell's character was an adult in the series in the series series. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah, it's timey wimey whatever stuff. But yeah. it's yeah, this is I think a, another direct call out to like um Wesley in the Next Generation show, being this oh, okay. like child character who's way smart and helps out on the ship, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of like interesting stuff going on there yeah uh yeah so they're all hanging out um and we're gonna lock in only actor names you say yes okay yeah i'll do my best um until we get to the aliens because the aliens all look like they're different comedic actors than they actually turned out to be it's <laughs> yeah. really difficult for me it's pretty tricky uh oh man i'll i'll try i think i have to translate most of my notes because of this but we'll do i'll uh, do my best do your best uh we've got uh they're all like really upset and dissatisfied with hanging out at this con all these actors yeah. they're like all basically out of work after the show ended and like can't get work anywhere else they can't be taken seriously and but the only one who's still into it is um tim allen's character who's just like this complete ass but he loves <laughs> he loves the fame that he's gotten from the show yeah and yeah he like winds up his castmates all the time uh alexander or like uh alan rickman's character really doesn't want to go on stage because uh, he's like <laughs> sick of this bullshit he like yeah. is throwing temper tantrums basically every time we get the impression that he does this like every appearance that they have to do um 
and they re- resent each other because Tim Allen constantly stole the spotlight yeah uh, on the show away from like alexander's great feats you know mm. yeah and like got him edited out of old episodes and stuff like that yeah so they will get uh introduced uh yeah alan rickman tries to make a run for it but eventually gets convinced to go on stage and yeah, yeah they all do some signing um our boy sam rockwell reappears on the scene and he um He's like, oh, guys, remember me? I played a like a red shirt effectively in episode <laughs> eighty one. I, I think off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So a red shirt for the uninitiated is a like background character uh, on the show Star Trek who exists uh, either for just like plot contrivance or just to get killed in the background of a yeah. shot by like an alien or something like that they have a very low life expectancy to be a red shirt is to be one day away from death so you know um yeah he's like that's yeah that's his key uh character thing but yeah he wants to like get in with the cast and like sign with them which is very funny yeah he's so me and my and the tv show i was briefly in (laughs) like (laughs) i have yeah, I have no claim for that, but just every so often it'll show up as a credit when I'm trying to promote like an improv show or comedy show. I'm in. Yeah, it's like your like D list D list attachment to a yes. a full on celebrity, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're nearly there. Uh, yeah, yes. I'm probably like I'd be once you finish the alphabet and you get back into numbers, I'm probably like nine list okay. celebrity. I mean, you were on the show. I can't like begrudge you that. You've appeared on screen in a similar yeah. fashion to Sam Rockwell appearing in um, Star Trek. True. So, you know. And my oh. character died an incredibly bloody death. Did he? In this kid's show. Oh my gosh. No. I didn't know and that. And fan fiction. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's very dramatic. Oh, you got to read the fan fiction I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the true lore. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> we've got our boy Justin Long appearing in the film here. Yeah, uh, his te- his movie debut. Yeah, he's super young in this, uh, like, probably less younger than 18, I would say. Maybe yeah. slightly older. Um, yeah, he's doing great. This is apparently the movie that, like, made him famous. Or, like, no way. Made, it, it's the movie that got him the, like, Mac and Windows gig. Whoa. Which is kind of wild. Uh, yeah. But yeah. All Do you the... think um, Pink Floyd are Mac or PC guys? Uh, I think they, through necessity, would be Windows users. But oh, yeah. I could be wrong. They're just in habit. Yeah. The Windows no. logo kind of looks like a prism, I would say. Oh, yeah. Like, there's light refracting through, through that boy. The Mac OS X logo at the time would have been just that weird face. So, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little creepy smiley face. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. The old finder face. <laughs> what a guy. Um, yeah, yeah. All the all the clocks go off in time because we're still listening to Pink Floyd, and that's when uh, boys the Thermians show up on stage. Yeah. Um, every time in my notes, I, I stopped correcting it after a little while, but my phone <laughs> wanted to make Thermians thermals. Um, oh, okay. And so every time in my notes it just says thermal. So if I say that accidentally <laughs> from here on, uh, that's why. Yeah, nobody get confused and think a bunch of people in um, what we in New Zealand call polyprops showed up. Yes. Nice or, warm undershirts. Yes, yeah. 
or the band The Thermals. Oh, are they a good band, The Thermals? I don't know. I was actually going to ask you. I assumed you'd listen. No idea. I just want to know how they compare to Pink Floyd. Yeah. Well, listen to their album and Dark Side of the Moon at the same time. Oh, and God. You know. We haven't done that before. Listen to two albums at the same time. Oh, don't will that into existence. It's, that would be cacophonous and terrible. I'm not into that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Or really great. <laughs> well, yeah, depending. I mean, yeah, it could work. Dark Side of the Moon is a very feely, mellow album. I feel yeah. like if, if there was like a maybe like a spoken word album we could put on top, <laughs> that would maybe work. But basically any other thing probably wouldn't. Yeah, just an audiobook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm back in. Oh. Just thinking an audiobook up with some Floyd. You know? Yeah. Because in case we haven't gotten enough already, holy crap. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, Tim Allen talks to the old Thermians here. Uh, he thinks that what they're asking about is a gig that he has upcoming where he's just like effectively going to be role playing in one of their basements as his character from the show. Um, yeah. But little does he know. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, we keep moving on. Um, there's uh, Gwen on the show. She, like, he keeps making moves on Gwen's character in the show and also, like, in real life. He keeps, like, trying to make moves on her. Tim Allen's character does. Uh, Yeah. But she doesn't appreciate that very much. Uh, We get the impression. There's a really great photo of her posing with, like, a bunch of people dressed as her. I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, Yeah, that's nice. And then, yeah, there's a a little bit... uh, Tim... Tim Allen goes into the bathroom and overhears like some random like douchey guys like talking talking about uh, everyone at the convention and laughing at them Um, and then yeah they're saying that like he's they say that all his castmates hate him and they basically like embarrass the crap out of him uh, while he's still like coasting off his off his fame from the show that's a bit bleak you know yeah it's also apparently something that happened to William Shatner. Wow, the really? Man, that this guy's obviously based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like they, it's sort of cross. I think the show references like all all the previous Star Treks at the same time, kind of. But yeah, yeah I think yeah, time period wise, it would have been closest to original Star Trek. So yeah, yeah. it's probably like it's probably to the movie's strengths that the um like. A, knows it's star trek so well but doesn't like overdo it yeah it's like if it had been like if you got me to write it based on my very small knowledge of it of star trek it would be fine but yeah this mm. is stronger because it's like it loves it yeah i yeah i think it's good in that it doesn't like overtly reference too many things from the show yeah. it's just mainly referencing like concepts and uh like uh, sort of memes surrounding the show rather than actual like plot lines and things like that yeah yeah there are like one-off jokes about things like that like minor um jokes about contrivances of original star trek but like they are like just one-offs every time so yeah yeah i think that works quite well Hmm. um yeah so he's a bit cut up about this and like going into the lyrics of time uh he's all like upset goes back to signing and fucking yells at justin long who reappears again just to get him to like answer this question that he his (laughs) burning desire to know about the show (laughs) pretty good yeah yeah basically yells at him saying it's like it's just a show it doesn't matter none of it was real goes crazy Mm. it's very 
Poor guy. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I, do you reckon fans would, like, any plot, I wouldn't go up to someone and ask about a plot hole in their TV show. Nah, probably not, especially not an actor yeah. on the show. Um, yeah, but it must happen because it's referenced, like, this kind of stuff gets referenced a lot. Like, I mean, this movie, that great Simpsons episode about the spine, well, joke about the spine, Itchy and Scratchy's spine making the same note when played like a xylophone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's potentially just, like, really intense fans that have huge encyclopedic knowledge of stuff like this. I've seen it in, like, uh, BlizzCon AMAs and things like that, where people, like, oh, okay. have obsession, obsessive knowledge with, like, World of Warcraft and things like that and ask questions. Yeah. Um, so of, of the developers, mainly. So, it definitely happens. Um, I also think that um, this is also a riff on, like, the people signing at conventions which would just be such a slog going through like yeah. all these people constantly who are all like very nice and very obsessed with you and very excited to see you but it would just be you'd be there for hours signing things and it would really grate yeah. on you you know i could see myself getting tired doing well, that it's kind tough of thing with all our fans and all the signatures we have to do for oh, st floyd you know constant yeah out of control oh. I, ugh, my pens run out of ink from signing know, right? people's babies and like giving out high fives my hand is sore it's bad day. yeah people come up and they're like remember in episode 11 when you faked your own deaths and then didn't clarify anything on episode 12 no. are we to believe you're actually dead yes oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> unequivocally yes mm. to all the questions about the show um <laughs> yeah if you think it you're right which is also like what we do with any i guess sync if we think it's a sync we're right absolutely yeah, yeah. that's the sync floyd way <laughs> we yes and only in, in both real yeah. life about the show and on the show uh <laughs> yeah um so we go back to tim allen's house and he's watching episodes of himself on the tv yeah uh, like very sad the very self-indulgent yeah. kind of scene he's like really drunk and the mm. the thermians arrive like at the crack of dawn outside his house and he's like not wearing any pants when he greets them <laughs> yeah um they the thermians are like our people are being slaughtered and like we need your help oh great commander the way they speak is really hilarious we could we couldn't hear it in the um yeah the show. i couldn't remember it so what is it it's like very stilted and up here in this like higher register kind of oh, sounds the whole way yeah it, yeah they have a very strange like robotic way of speaking yeah i knew the main um thermian who's veronica mars's dad mm. that looked like a, again a completely different comedic actor um, I know they ended up breaking protocol and showing the other Thermians his rehearsal because they were like, this is the voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, which would have been a lot worse if they were like, this is the voice, and then they hired someone else to play him. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, they, they all kind of like ape it in a similar kind of fashion. Yeah. They yeah. All... It's a good idea to like match the like racial mat like be that so that they're all members of the same race so they can all act fairly similar you know yeah same alien race um yeah uh they all watch him like get ready he like Tim Allen like bends over to like get pants on and stuff and they're all just like staring at his ass which <laughs> yeah. is very like saying how much of a great honor it is to meet him just quite good um. <laughs> Yeah, he go, they go in the limousine to... He thinks he's going to this gig. 
Um, yeah. And they tell the, like, story of their race to him, and he, like, goes to sleep. But the limousine itself gets, like, abducted into space. There's a very funny shot of it, like, being hoisted up into the air and a dog barking at it. <laughs> like, inexplicable alley dog appearing and just barking. Yeah. Very good. That's interesting, because he thinks he's going to a gig, and then he goes into the sky Uh-oh. while we're listening to Great Gig in the sky. Hell yes. Now that's a sync, buddy. <laughs> um, and also, the, pretty much the first one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take it. There's um, yeah, uh, the yeah, the line "not frightened of dying" as well when he gets like yes. abducted and hoisted up. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's like recreating an episode, and the like the set that he's in is like very impressive to him. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've got, like, a big uh, evil guy up on the screen. He's, like, very, yeah, very convincing, very scary, this guy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like, Tim Allen, like, basically tells them, he's like, all right, just uh, fire all lasers at this guy, and uh, that should uh, that should send him packing, I guess. Sweet. He's supposed to do, yeah. like, a negotiation for saving the Thermian people, but he's just like, yeah, to get out of here as fast as possible, we're just going to fire on them. So, you know. Because he's not got another gig in like 15 minutes or something. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they like, they think he's done a great job and they're going to send him home. And yeah, this is this is where the, the screen would widen for us. Because we've got the, um, he gets like covered in this like really bad looking CGI goop. Um, yeah. Uh, some James uh, show James Cameron yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's over the first cha-ching in money as the, yes. the space is revealed the like large Saturn like planet in front of him and yeah, yeah he gets like sucked through a wormhole and sent back to earth yeah exactly when the money guitars kick in nice. but again it's such a psychedelic thing to the least psychedelic song yeah God damn it. Which is exactly what happened in Look Who's Talking. Is it just like a Hollywood rule that if you've got to wait like 30 minutes before showing anything psychedelic on screen? Maybe. Maybe like for safety? Yeah. You've got to wait until people's dr- if people are on drugs in the cinema, they've calmed them down. Yeah, it's worn off by then somehow. Mm-hmm. The very quick acting <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Or, I don't know, do drugs take 30 minutes to kick in? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Consult your drug dealer and ask... <laughs> Oh my god. Last episode we were offering like sound parenting advice and now this episode we're like, consult your drug dealer. Amazing. You don't have to buy drugs, just ask questions. Yeah, just find your local. Support local, New Zealand. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Stop getting drugs off Amazon. Oh my gosh. Amazon? (laughs) Bezos' big drugs corp. Fuck. Um, I do really love the shot of him when he's landed, uh, of him just, like, shaking in his boots as the, like, yeah. a small circle on the ground, like, disappears underneath him from where he was, like, launched to. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, so the rest of the crew, uh, are all opening an electronic superstore mm. in, the back- uh, in the background of this, and, um, we get the fantastic line delivery of, uh, uh, Alexander's uh, famous line by Grabthar's hammer, but he twists it to be water savings <laughs> yeah. at the end, which is just nothing, but it's still really funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my That's God. exactly what would be in the contract by someone who like doesn't quite know the show. Yeah. But it's like, we can get these celebrities. It's, it's a recurring bit that like he really hates this 
thing that's become his catchphrase. Yeah. It doesn't he hates saying it and yeah. He's being forced to for the war of Patriarch effectively. Yeah. Um there's a very quick little sequence where uh Justin Long reappears on the scene and uh bumps into Tim Allen again <laughs> and mm. and they swap little communicator things. You got a little communicator from the from the Thermians. Um, this will come up to be important much later. Oh, yes. But, yeah, I forgot about it for a brief time, but, yeah, this does happen. Yeah. Or Justin Long hey, having a bad good, run. Um, oh, sorry. I just said he's just having a bad run with Tim Allen. He'd, like, talk, yeah. talk to him, like, got yelled at by him yesterday and then fucking bowled over by him today. God yeah. damn. Rough stuff. I feel like it's the opposite of what would happen when you actually met Tim Allen and that he'll be real keen to talk to you but only about his problematic politics. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's the sad thing. Oh, well. I heard a great story about, like, when Obama was president and he was casting writers for his um, his sitcom Last Man Standing. Mm. And the guy, one of the writers had a photo of him holding a sign saying, not my president. And the guy, Tim Allen, was like, yeah, or, 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 you're my kind of guy. And the guy had, like, didn't say it, but he was like, that photo was from when George Bush was president. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Wowie. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah. He's not a very in-touch kind of actor, but... Yeah. Oh, well. This is also our second movie in a row starring, like, a big Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> we've got to switch it up next episode, so it's fine, but... Uh, if we're doing what I think we are for the Christmas special, we don't know any of their politics. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> if anyone's going to be out of touch, it's the cast of that upcoming movie, so... Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay, we'll cut back to this this quick proviso. This podcast is not pro-Trump. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to cut off half of our American fan base. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I checked on election week, like, because we do have some American listeners, and you can look at the stats, and I was like, which way did the states that listen to us vote? And oh, then wow. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, see you later. <laughs> But I think, again, they're ones who may be like, oh, yeah, I grew up with Pink Floyd. Let's listen to a podcast while I'm doing, like, housework or something. Yeah. And then probably just like, okay, these guys know nothing about Pink Floyd and also, I don't know about their progressive, caring politics. Yeah. Oh, well. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're still listening, shout-outs to you. Um, what if we've changed someone's political viewpoint? I doubt that. Just as much as I doubt someone conceiving to this podcast, Gareth. Um, what if it happened during the same listen? Oh, wow. All right, back to the movie. All right, we got... Um, uh, yeah, so Tim Allen comes over and he's like trying to convince them to like come into space with him, basically. Being yeah. like, oh, I went up in the ship, it was really cool. And they were like, what the fuck, he's flipped. And so... Uh, they all, like, they can't be convinced, basically, because he's just such an asshole. Uh, yeah. There's a very funny sequence of them, like, all hanging out in, like, the back of a van, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what a bastard, I can't believe he's like this. He's like, but it is, like, maybe this is one of the last times he'll offer us a job. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, that desperate that they still want to come, because it's a gig. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah, fair enough. Very bleak. Um... But yeah, they they go up to one of the Thermian people and they're like, yes, we want to come with. And so they get warped to the ship and all the Thermians come out in their, like, true forms as, like, yes. these little squiddy guys with, yeah. with weird, like, implements, like little clacky 
things mm. <laughs> that were like strange like doctor's equipment or surgeon equipment i don't really know why it's not clear just to be yeah. extra spooky i guess they think they're gonna get probed um yeah but yeah they get tra- they transform back into humans very quickly um very funny tony shalhoub uh, didn't come with them on this first launch, and so he never sees the like squiddy form of them, and it's just like, why are these guys like freaking out? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So him and Tim Allen. I thought for sure it. he was just going to be forgotten and like left on Earth and maybe come up later. Yeah, but but no, nah. but no, nah, he's got to come along. He's got some of the best lines and stuff in this whole yeah. film. I think he has a really, really lot of fun with his role. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, can't just leave the shalom. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got <laughs> us and them playing over uh, the crew meeting all the Thermians slash Thermals, um, and they, uh, they, they all know, all the Thermians know them all by name and, like, are all excited to meet them because they think that the show, yes. the show Galaxy Quest is historical documents that all, that all this stuff was real. And it was all ha- it's yeah. all happened, and they're all great heroes to their people. The Thermians have like based this whole society around these historical documents as well, and being faithful. Yeah, they've built an accurate version of the ship. Yeah, they've been right down to every plot hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're like um, yeah. They also live to like the prime directive, effectively, of like being friendly and peaceful throughout the galaxy, yeah. etc to like the point of being self-detrimental to themselves you know yeah they also don't believe in like deception or anything like that yes this is so sweet and sad (laughs) they don't understand what lying is they've (laughs) just recently become aware of it because it's like leading to um saris their enemy killing them all (laughs) sometimes he'll say something and do the opposite we don't like that yeah Yeah. they're like we're learning it slowly through like massive amounts of loss of life (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh god very bleak yeah um yeah the the reveal of like them they're building they've effectively built like the starship enterprise (laughs) yeah it's this massive ship which is really fantastic looking um Mm. some of the cgi in this doesn't hold up but i think this some of it really does as well like this in particular and when we see the omega 13 later as well like that Mm. really lands for me i think because a lot of it's like practical like i'd assume saris is completely yeah uh, makeup it's very yeah he's very impressive his whole design yeah i love his little little like dragonfly wings (laughs) that pop up whenever he gets real angry (laughs) Mm. it's just a real funny thing I like that he's got, like, spider legs kind of coming out of his head. Like, yeah. a weird haircut. Yeah. It's very... He gives me, yeah. like, real um, Abe's Odyssey vibes, if you Ooh, remember that. Yeah. Similar kind of aesthetic, except more, like, yeah. insectoid, I suppose. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crew are all, like, freaking out and wanting to go home. And um, also, uh, Alan Rickman's character thinks this is all feeding into... Uh, Tim Allen's like egomania effectively yeah he's like he's, which he's not wrong yeah he's like gotten everything he could have ever wanted effectively and uh, he gives out to live out his like power fantasy yeah. on the show and so he's apprehensive about that yeah um and yeah so they're like all right they, they effectively have to stick around to try and save the Thermians and so there's a real fun sequence of uh 
Laredo trying to, quote unquote, trying to fly the ship. Um, yes, and him, like yeah. scraping into the side of the of the spaceport, <laughs> it makes this like horrible nail on chalkboard sound. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great. <laughs> they do make it out, but it's yeah, very silly. Uh, yeah, later on he has to like practice driving, and that's like his whole responsibility, <laughs> which I <laughs> yeah. find very funny. Um, yeah, we got uh. What have I got here? Oh yeah, any colour you like is next, and they're um, yeah. all having like food together, eating together, and they've made the food that they best uh, would want from their racial backgrounds on the show. And so Alan Rickman has this like little bowl of like bugs and squids yeah. and stuff because he's a weird alien on the show. It's very funny. Yeah, that's rough. Um. They say, they're talking about the Omega-13 device and, like, asking, because neither the Thermians know what it does, and the people on the show obviously don't know what they, what it does. Yeah. Because the episode was never made to follow up the one where it was introduced. <laughs> yeah. And so they have this thing, but they don't know what it does. And Saris also wants it, I think, because he doesn't know what it does. Mm. And, yeah, it's been theorized to be, like, a big super weapon, right, that will destroy... Yeah the the universe in 13 seconds or something like that um yeah uh they show a wee video <laughs> at this dinner table of the previous commander getting tortured on saris's ship uh mm -hmm. just like a little squid boy getting zapped it's very sad <laughs> yeah yeah um interesting because that's the thing that um brings like hot raises the stakes but then yeah. It raises the stakes in the immediate next scene anyway. True. Yeah. They all want to leave. They all want to run away, basically. Yeah. And especially um, our friend, uh, what's his name? God, the red shirt guy. Uh, um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, yeah. He's especially scared because he thinks he's going to die at like any yeah. given moment because of his role on the show was just to be an easy character death <laughs> so by the laws of the movie he's like the most threatened yeah which is very and funny. it's really like interesting and meta because he keeps trying to find the like plot device that will he's looking for the one that proves he's gonna die yeah and it's often the other way around where it's like no no motor feel the fun character the like comic relief yeah it's so clever the, like, yeah. the way that it, yeah, that it plays with, like, the meta structure of a story of, like, this kind of dumb sci-fi story is very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Another good thing that this movie does is that, like, that's an example of, like, characters being flipped um, from what they are mm. on the show. Like, pretty much all the other characters are also, like, the polar opposites of what they're like on the show. Like, uh, Tim Allen's character... Uh, it plays like this ingenious like clever um like fantastic commander who's very peaceful and kind and all this stuff like this but in real life uh well in the in the real life in the movie he's this yeah like complete prat who doesn't help out <laughs> his uh his castmates and is actively detrimental to them a lot of the time um yeah uh, what's in a uh, Sigourney Weaver's character is like basically only useful uh, to talk to the ship, but basically ends up running the show by yeah. behind the scenes. Like for this, she's like basically in charge of everything, which is kind of great. Um, showing that she's like way more competent than the captain is. Um, yeah, we've got 
like Alexander is like this uh, ingenious doctor, but he sort of like flips to be that he's no idea what he's doing in this kind of situation at all. Doesn't remember yeah. like a lot of different stuff from the show. Like holds the little device thing upside down and stuff like that. Doesn't know what yeah. he's doing. Pretty pretty good. Like lots of little examples like that. Mm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they have some more negotiations with Saris over brain yes. damage. Uh, but this goes poorly uh, because he like uh, Jason or Tim Allen's character has like a plan to shut off communications and then like blast him with some lasers but they don't turn the communications off so Saris hears everything uh, yeah, yeah poor Saris um <laughs> poor guy <laughs> he's just yeah, he's trying, he to, trying to enslave a race Oh yeah, good point. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Saris, you're back on the baddie board. Um, yeah, back on the baddie board. Uh, he <laughs> there's a chase sequence that starts up with them like flying through like a minefield. Uh, very very funny. This whole sequence. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character like falls into her role in the show, just repeating what the ship's computer <laughs> yeah. says out loud again. <laughs> which is very funny just by like force of habit um yeah yeah going through the minefield is great because it's just the pilot like screaming like crazy the whole time <laughs> it's a very funny <laughs> shot of him just like flailing his arms and screaming yeah um and yeah it's that's pretty much it for that sequence they managed to get away through the minefield because saras doesn't follow them but their ship yeah. is like fucked it's completely destroyed yeah. They use the the turbo boost that the ship has for too long. Just hold down the button, which you aren't supposed to yeah. do. <laughs> Effectively breaking the ship. And they're like, power source, the beryllium sphere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, again, your kind of thing. It's, yeah, so dumb. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's like the end of playthrough two for us. We're getting like a, yeah. a damage report. Um, oh, playthrough one here. Sorry. We go into playthrough yeah. two uh yeah as yeah tim allen's like broken the ship by being a bad commander mm. um yeah <laughs> queen uh sigourney weaver's character is like still talking to the ship's computer over this like damage report thing because she's the only one that can talk to it yeah by design it's like the classic is. sitcom like can you tell james to pass the salt it's ex- or can you tell gareth that i'm using the salt <laughs> it's exactly that it's so yeah. funny it's just like such a contrivance of like a, a female character on this kind of show mm, being like sure. completely powerless it's so it's shitty but like it is well like parodied in this um yeah and yeah she says i've got one job to do it's stupid but i'm gonna do it <laughs> which i love um oh, such a mood <laughs> yeah for real uh the thermians think that like all the damage and stuff and them fucking up is all their fault and that they've failed yeah it's very very sad and yeah this is where we get the reveal that they like don't understand deception and all this so it's very bleak uh so the plan is they've got to go down and get a new beryllium sphere at a nearby planet Mm. um (laughs) it's like tony shalhoub yeah suggests this plan of action down in engineering where there's a great shot of him just like staring down the lens with like three thermians behind him and he's like great job guys we bloody did it again that's right nice (laughs) he's having a whale of a time doing his role yeah so good he's like 
killing it. He was do- he was the only one who didn't kind of like mess up yeah. in this original thing. It's so Although good. I guess all he had to do was hang out with the actual experts. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a, this shot was like earlier shown when they were like in the chase sequence, and there's like fucking explosions and lightning and stuff as the engine explodes behind him, and yeah. it's like. Yeah, the engine, like, they probably can't take this much, so you might want to slow it down. <laughs> so good. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go down on, like, a full-on away mission. Like, a dire- another direct call-out to Star Trek on the show. Yeah. Do the fans call them away missions? Basically, yeah. Like, if, if you're li- going visiting down on the planet, you're it's an away mission uh yeah so like the first mate would usually go down with like a bunch of people and red shirts who would just die from aliens and stuff like that so yeah guy's freaking out because he's like he delivers this line of being like oh you thought that i was someone that died on the ship in a chase sequence but it turns out i'm thinking that maybe i'll die when we go down to the planet's surface and get killed by aliens (laughs) so he's like really scared yeah oh it's so good yeah, dying in the, like, first five minutes. He keeps, like, directly referencing how he died in the show as well. It's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, they, like, go down and they find some beryllium spheres down Yes, at... on this, like, beautiful uh, desert planet, yeah. which... Yeah. I feel like no matter when you watch the sci-fi, they're gonna get the desert planets looking great. Yeah. The desert rock planets. It's a good vibe yeah. in sci-fi for sure. It's like another, I think this is also like a direct call out to uh, the like low budget of Star Trek and that yeah. they like would always go and visit a desert planet and just throw like big uh, polystyrene <laughs> rocks at people and stuff like that because yeah. it was just like the easiest set to make. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably just drove like an hour out of LA to the actual desert. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, mm. We get all the clocks going off as uh all the little aliens come out they look like little children these aliens they're pretty cool design uh, yeah i like them a lot they're something i remembered from childhood yeah they got little sharp teeth they're like yeah. guys like talking about uh, sam rockwell's character is talking about uh there's like a little um uh baby injured one that comes out and tries to get some water and he's like <laughs> they want to like go out and talk to these aliens and make contact and guys like no you, did you ever watch the show <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> turn out to be evil <laughs> and, and lo and behold that ex- is exactly what happens which is great yeah they eat their uh, week just a sweet another like meta reference yeah <laughs> yeah mm. they like gather around them and devour them it's pretty rough um, yeah but yeah, they managed to get a sphere and like all the little aliens spot them and start giving chase. Uh, and Tim Allen gets like left behind on the ship. Another thing that happens a lot in Star Trek. Um, yeah. One member gets like trapped on the planet and the rest of the mission or the rest of the episode is them trying to get them back. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of this um alexander alan rickman's character keeps like is furious because tim allen is stealing the spotlight again by being left to die (laughs) it's fucking great um uh yeah so tim allen like reawakens after being knocked out by a little alien and like a in an arena with like a weird like little pig monster thing yeah what do they call them like lizard pig yeah it's it's a little it's very like uh dark crystal uh vibes here 
Yeah, or have you heard of, um, do you, did you ever read The Edge Chronicles? No, I recall that name, but I don't, I don't think I ever read it. Yeah, oh, it's, um, like a series of kind of like post-Harry Potter fantasy novels, mm. but they're like probably more Lord of the Rings, they're probably exactly your kind of thing. Okay. Set in a world that has a really big edge. Alright. <laughs> like it's a cliff. I just a large and, cliff face. Yeah, and old um, Chris Riddell was the illustrator, and he just oh. drew these amazing, beautiful monsters Sweet. that kind of reminded me of that. Awesome. I'll, I'll yeah. maybe check that out. Is it like YA, young adult fiction, or...? Yeah, for sure, okay. yeah. Yeah, maybe not, but <laughs> that is interesting. Um, I remember my parents burning me because it's like, oh, you just read books of pictures. And I was like, excuse me, this young adult novel is full of Chris Riddell's illustrations <laughs> that heighten the narrative, Mom. Mom. Nothing wrong with it, with illustrations in a book, especially if they're adding yeah. to the narrative. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, they the plan is now that they'll like beam him back to the ship. They'll transport him. Yeah. Back. I think their like version of it is called like a digitizer, just to be legally distinct, which is very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So they te- they're like the Thermian says it's never been successfully tested before because they've yeah. never like needed to do it. Um, so they try it out on the little pig lizard guy, um, at the exact end of time is when they zap him to the ship, the little animal, and it turns inside out and then explodes. So not great. Um, no. Poor Tony Shalhoub is very scared and upset for doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah. All the aliens are like cheering, um, and they like translate what their what is being said, but they're all like chanting "rock" uh, in their alien language. And yeah. as they do so, a giant like golem made of uh, rocks, sandy rocks, forms behind Tim Allen and like chases yeah. him down. Um, rock golems. I don't know their frequency in Star Trek, but I feel like <laughs> they could be very common. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know everyone was thinking that they're yelling rock because they're listening to some great Pink Floyd, but nah. Nah, unfortunately not. <laughs> I do love the idea of just being <laughs> in a concert for Pink Floyd and just chanting the genre. Rock. That's yeah. a very good energy. Prog, 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 prog. prog. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. The <laughs> um, Alan Rickman's advice to Tim is just to uh, to find out what the rock monster's motivation is. <laughs> yeah, like why is it chasing you down? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a rock monster. It's great. Um, Tony Shalhoub says he like can't basically can't do it anymore after the the bad uh, interaction with the um, pig monster. But after yeah. like viewing the, the pretty girl Thermian, he's like, ah, yes, I can get the courage to do it, <laughs> and zaps the, um, zaps Tim Allen back to the ship, saves the day. Yeah. Bloody goes and does it, and gets the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the hero of the day. Um, yeah, it's the end of great gig for us, as the Thermians revealed that their entire planet got destroyed because of what Tim Allen did on their, like, first meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so they're the, like, last ones left in the universe. Yeah. Pretty pretty rough stuff. And also in the background, um, Saris has boarded and taken over the ship uh, while this whole away mission has been taking place. Uh, yeah yeah yikes <laughs> here he is it's not good yeah he's like 
ties up Mathazar, our main uh, Thermian guy, and um, zaps him with a little rod <laughs> yeah. as torture. The little zappy things are great. Um, <laughs> like, the, this is very Star Trek, the little, like, zappy rods. People always getting, like, electrocuted and knocked out yeah. on that show. Again, it's an easy way to do it because you kind of you can add a little bit of electricity, or you can just imply it's the thing instead of like animating a whole. You can usually laser pointer. Yeah, you can usually get away with like just a sound effects in some of the earlier yeah. episodes as well, just the like sound and the person just falls over and you you put it together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when we would make films in high school, like you and I, we'd like have a gun and we'd just have a gun sound effect and no special effects around it. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. You can't bloody see a bullet on screen. This isn't the Matrix. No. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Um, yeah. So the big reveal happens that uh, all the yes. all the historical documents were fake. Tim Allen has to like basically explain to Mathazar that they've been lying the whole time to like pretend the show's all pretend, and Mathazar yeah. like breathlessly goes like, "But why?" <laughs> which is so great <laughs> just lying <laughs> on like a little thing oh man yeah it's very bleak uh this is yeah this is like quite high stakes for a comedy movie i think this yeah. whole thing like it's got like layers of it doesn't it like starts taking itself a little bit seriously which is pretty cool like a lot of the time yes. in other similar kind of parody movies i feel like yeah it wouldn't have its own plot or anything like that it would just be a piss take the whole time and yeah you, there's no like narrative stakes but this movie does have that and i think it is better for it so there you go yeah there is also like I, yeah i often wonder with a comedy film it's often hard to make a film stay funny for like two hours like i've never yeah. really seen one that's been consistently crack up the whole way crack up um Whoa, bloody but, crack up. Oh, crack up flick <laughs> um so often they kind of they go too far one way yeah. and they just get completely serious which is sort of what this does yeah but like again because i was enjoying it not as a comedy i was like yeah this is great yeah i think that's the thing about it right like it's just a good movie on its own merits but the fact that it's also like a parody of this thing is is great it's like an extra layer of funny on top of uh yeah being a good story so yeah i'm into it yeah it's yeah it's like a parody of a star a star trek movie that is also a star trek movie i would say yes yeah that's a good way to put yeah. it yeah um yeah yeah so the plan <laughs> saris's evil this plan is, yeah uh, you were gonna say something sorry oh this is the point though i would say it does get serious yeah from here on basically yeah, yeah. we've yeah. got um yeah saris is gonna like launch the thermians into space he's gonna like fill the ear like suckle the ear out of a room and like torture them all and then yeah. blow them all into space and also blow up the ship uh, with like a core explosion or something you know something silly yeah. uh straight out of the show uh so in order to get away, um, Tim Allen and uh, Alan Rickman have like a fake fight, the classic uh, move, I believe, that um, the characters in Three Devadam also do this exact escape <laughs> sequence, yeah. which I was into. Um, yeah. So they managed to like trap their guards and shoot them out into space. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a bigger thing that they're using the acting to kind of save the day. Basically, yeah. But 
Yeah. Pl- I'm, like, again, not mad at what they end up doing. Yeah. They're playing into, like, Alan Rickman's strengths as, uh, like, him, his character being, like, this over-the-top uh, method-style actor, which is yeah. kind of clever. Um, but, yeah, they don't... It's, like, only a short bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, they see... And then they begin their schemes. Yes. So to save the day. Lots of people go different ways. They're, like... Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen have to go and shut down the reactor manually, <laughs> you know, yeah. as you do. Um, and the Alan Rickman has to go and save the Thermians, uh, who are like trapped in a little room suffocating. Um, yeah. I think Tony Shalhoub's character has to go and like try and uh, unlock the doors, is his move. And he's going That's with That's ringing bells, yeah. Yeah, he's got to go, yeah, do something like that. Um, anyway um so sigourney and tim uh, tim ellen go and uh their, their plan is to shut down the reactor but they they call up justin long with the little communicator that i'd forgotten about um, <laughs> and he's down on earth like just chilling in his bedroom <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's pretty great he, they, they have to basically say yeah the show's all real <laughs> yeah <laughs> right after like telling him that it was all fake or, like two days ago he's like it's all real <laughs> so he he has to help out and he gets his like friends together over the early 90s internet to help it's pretty good yes and one of these guys um i'm gonna tell my kids is eminem because he looks a lot like eminem <laughs> all right there you go <laughs> um yes one of the thermians also escaped uh, using uh, Dr. Lazarus's techniques of Vulcan stealth, effectively. Um, <laughs> yes, this is very important because um, Alan Rickman is walking in a hallway. Yes. He hears something. He looks up. It's one of the Thermians as a squid man. Yes. He looks up when Pink Floyd say up and down. Woo! And I want everyone to get out their graphs and put a big red dot right here in the movie runtime. Okay. Because oh my god there have been no sinks yeah the sinks go wild from this point on we're popping off with sinks this whole like escape is, sequence we're chock full of them we saved them it all it is bonkers yeah uh yeah so we got um so he's like yeah used his knowledge to like help out he's like a fe- effectively like the first fan that dr alexander like actually has that takes him seriously yeah. which is kind of great um yeah, uh, yeah. So they're crawling around in the ducts under Justin Long's advice, uh, going through stuff. They're like trying to find the Omega Thirteen device. Oh, they 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 go through the chamber where the Omega Thirteen device is, and they like look yeah. around, and it's just like a spinning fan on the ground, and they're like, ah, oh, this is like it sort of plays into the like low budget set thing. But then they look up, and it's this crazy swirling vortex of light and atoms and yeah. stuff like that which is great just the thing being above their heads the whole time is very clever mm. um the thing that it's theorized that the superfan uh has a theory that the omega 13 um either is a super weapon that will destroy the universe in 13 seconds or it offers the chance to jump 13 seconds back in time um, yeah and yeah tim allen says that that would be enough time to make to fix a small mistake which is pretty clear yeah um just another line to put in your pocket and think about yeah um yeah what do we got <laughs> finally uh we've got uh guy the red shirt guy saying that he'd rather die a hero than be a coward 
And because yeah. he, at this point he's certain that he's gonna die, but he just like <laughs> accepts it and says that he'll be like go out this hero, like yeah. carrying a gun, like protecting Tony Shalhoub and stuff. Uh, yeah, he, and he gets a gun when Pink Floyd sing "The Man with the Gun." Yeah, love it. Oh yes, um, Sam Rockwell's "A Man with the Gun." Um, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, Tony Shalhoub says that. Maybe he's not the guy who dies. Maybe he's the plucky comic relief, which is great that it turns out that he is. And later yeah. on in the reboot of the show becomes the plucky comic relief character. <laughs> yeah. Which is just so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now we've got the, the chompers bit inside. There's like, there's like, just go straight onto the chompers. Within the ship, there's this, these like slamming dungeon trap panels is the yeah. best way I could describe them. They're like little pieces of metal that slam against each other, like Temple of Doom style. Um, and I love how angry they are that this exists in the show. Yeah, they keep yelling about uh, like whoever wrote this episode should die and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. Sigourney delivers this line, uh, well, screw that. But if you watch her mouth, she's clearly saying, well, fuck that. <laughs> Which <Yeah>. is awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, she's fully committed to this, to this role and I love it. Uh, yeah. but yeah, they like dodge through listening to these commands on Justin Long's orders, which is great. Yeah. And again, these like things have such an interesting rhythm to them, yes. which is obviously their plot point that they have to get through them and learn their rhythm, which Justin Long knows because he's watched so much of the show. Mm. This rhythm is very similar to the glitchy bits in Any Color You Like, yes. the Pink Floyd song. It's which is currently playing pretty nice oh, pretty yeah. pretty tasty um but yeah they make their way through and um yeah they, she yells at whoever wrote this episode should die uh yeah so <laughs> the, tony shalhoub has a cunning plan and he transports the rock monster from earlier on board the ship to like yeah. to attack all the little bad guy minions, which is great. There's a really awesome visual effect sequence of like the a golem running through these slowly closing doors, which I think is just yeah. a really good looking effect at like bumping up against this door and hinging it open. It's great. Yeah. My one note for this would it would have been funnier if the little cute guys were zapped up and they were like just because they obviously were super vicious. Yeah, maybe it'd be too gory if that were the case. Perhaps that was yeah, the original true. plan, but yeah, there would just be like sprays of blood everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing is like cabin in the woods. Yeah, the massacre scene in that. Exactly. So yeah, having yeah, the rock monsters probably a little bit more PG. Um, yeah, because um, to your point about the you know well screw that as I think they wanted this to be. Kind kind of more m-rated yeah. and they quit, like last minute realized like oh we can get kids to come see this as well yeah exactly i think that's the vibe it yeah. works okay um yeah well i don't know if we would have ended up seeing it if we hadn't grown up with this movie probably not yeah yeah uh yeah so all uh anyway they like he tony shalhoub also like frees the the people the the um thermians that are drowning basically in sp- in the vacuum of space uh, yeah opens the doors and shuts down that whole thing and alexander runs in to claim recognition but they all like say that uh that taggart captain taggart has saved yeah. us but it's yeah tim's tim allen's character so he again stealing the spotlight from from our from yeah. our poor boy it's so rough and we get um 
they're all like a kind of because like i'll say like i'm not an expert on keys and stuff but us and them us yeah us and them and um any color like are kind of like more sad kind of gloomy vibes and then you get the kind of more optimistic licks of mm. brain damage exactly when they're all like we are saved yes yes oh yes yes but unfortunately <laughs> that yes you've just done it kind of sums up what i assume people listening feel when we get a circle <laughs> yes no 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 yes no, that's yeah that's good insight i'm not trying to poo-poo you <laughs> no 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 not at all that's the thing you've appropriately excited <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, this this happy vibe cannot continue because our boy no. Quillac, the the friend of um, Doctor Alexander, quote unquote, um, gets shot. Yeah. By by one of the um, the minions, the evil minions, and um, his gun like inexplicably jams and has to run away so that that we can have a dramatic scene, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, very good here. Alan Rickman makes the line "grab Thars by grab Thars hammer." He makes it like actually mean something in this moment, yeah. which is fantastic. Like goes to show that he actually is a good actor in the context yeah. of this movie. Yeah, because that's all his friend wanted to hear as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. You shall be avenged. <laughs> so good. I'm into it. Yeah, and as he says his catchphrase, Pink Floyd say theirs and ours by saying, Ooh. "We'll see you on the dark side of the moon." That's that's a sync, baby. Like having the catchphrase yeah. of this movie line up with the catchphrase of the album. Yeah. Now that's good. and even that's if good. you don't believe in catchphrases, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon as a character dies. Yeah. Is oh nice, 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 nice. Mark it on the graph. That's another big red dot. <laughs> uh, like that. Now you're like overselling. You're like, no, this is good. No, it is good. <laughs> i'm yes ending gareth here we go um yeah so the core's gonna implode they make it there in time but uh yeah they like hit all they have to do to shut off this core explosion is to hit a big blue button um which is again like very contrived part of the show uh and yeah so they they press the button but it doesn't do anything <laughs> And, and yeah. the countdown continues, but it just stops at one because it always did that on the show. <laughs> yeah, genius! I love this this so whole good. joke. It's very clever. Um, yeah, we got Eclipse playing now as the like the crew all reunite and like spring into action as if they were like fully on the show. They fully embrace their roles. Basically, this rest of the oh, yeah. sequence feels like it's just like an episode of the show playing out, which is great. Yeah. They're like flying through the minefield and picking up all these mines and stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's a head on collision about to happen between Saris's ship and, um, the, the, the main ship here. And, <laughs> like a game of chicken effectively but the ship's <laughs> dragon mines gareth it's yes. the like power play and yes blows it up with the mines that they're dragging it's good uh yeah so surely saris is dead and everything's fine yeah and yeah like this yeah. happens this Critters little sequence roll. oh wait what this little battle sequence happens over like basically complete silence going into speak to me again yes yeah which i kind of thought maybe seeing the space a ship explosion like you know how when a ship explodes in a movie you hear the explosion but real life you wouldn't yeah i thought maybe the silence was kind of hinting at that that's pretty good yeah like the the silence and space thing yeah not enough movies do that like when you just hear like action sequences in space and it's just completely silent i think that would be it's a cool effect when that does happen in a film but yeah 
Few and yeah. far between. Well, it happened in um, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Oh uh, right? yes, Everyone's but they had to put favorite. a thing up saying, "Don't worry, it gets silent." <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually? People were like, "Yeah," in some cinemas. Wow, people thought the, yeah. mo- the movie's broken. <laughs> hey! And shout out to our friend Hamish, who I think when it went silent just opened his drink. <laughs> amazing like he waited the whole time to do that (laughs) that's so good um yeah so the enemy ship explodes and we go into breathe which is a like minor timing sync which i'm into um yeah yeah the thermians all come back and they're all like thanking them for saving the day and they also think that them saying that it was all a show and all pretend was all fake (laughs) because they pretended things like oh what a clever ruse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like so good um yeah yeah they fly through a black hole to get home yeah when the breathe vocal start yeah and uh fred like uh our boy tony shalhoub comes out uh as they're going through the black hole uh and shoots tim allen what yeah it's saracen disguise he's boarded the ship he's transported over and yeah the whole crew are getting shot in a dramatic twist yeah uh yeah as they're flying directly towards the earth's surface and just before it can all go awry they activate the omega-13 to go back in time and defeat exactly when on the run begins yeah love it and then um yeah yeah they activate yeah they activate the device and go back and tim allen runs over and punches tony in the face yeah uh and yeah it turns out to be saris on the ship so yeah they they saved the day yet again yeah um justin long is <laughs> grabbing all these fireworks and stuff so that he can guide the little ship back to earth and his parents yeah. make jokes about like not understanding his love of the show but being being happy that he's at least outside <laughs> dealing with his like insane nerd shit so y- yeah you know. i loved when they like it was a real tense moment and they were trying to talk to him and it cuts to him like having to put the rubbish up yeah that's another go- yeah when the like the timer is about to go off yeah i forgot yeah. about that that also i missed it but that synced up with um pink floyd singing no one seems to hear oh nice that's good yeah oh. um, it's the sinks you don't tell them <laughs> it's like jazz it's like jazz it's the sinks you don't play um yeah so they like crash their little uh, escape ship the little uh, pod that they're flying into the side of the convention yeah. destroying oh sorry it whooshes over um justin long yes. as the whoosh big whoosh and um crash in time happens i mean crash on, on the on run. run happens nice yeah. sweet yeah all the clocks go up as the like doors open to their little ship and they all yeah. come out and get introduced just like the start of the movie which is so funny they're all like coming out they're like host guy thinks this is all very impressive practical effects that this <laughs> massive spaceship has crashed into the side of the building hilarious um yeah uh as uh tim allen comes out saris wakes up on his like last legs and comes out and like tim allen shoots him does a dramatic roll and then like shoots yep. him and disintegrates him uh again the, the fucking audience love it they're going nuts they've never yeah. seen such amazing performance and yeah we're pretty much wrapping the film up now we've got uh justin long is in the audience now inexplicably and uh <laughs> yeah they 
the crew salute him for helping him out and they all take a bow together and yeah. yeah we go to the epilogue which is like the new opening credits to the reboot of the show uh yeah the next generation effectively and we've got uh sam rockwell is now a member of the crew and also the thermian lady uh her <laughs> like character name uh is her real name in the show and also her actor name is jane doe which is a very clever <laughs> yeah. bit and yeah the film like closes out of a time solo and that's pretty mu- yeah. pretty much it buddy uh that's it what did you think how did it sink oh it's oh man it's i feel like a thermian you know i believed so hard that i wanted like these things to be real these sinks and much like the thermians it took a while but by the end i was not disappointed yeah but I don't know if we can reward a film that does only sink, like... In the last leg. It sinks amazing. Like, these were some of my favourite sinks in ages. This was moments where I was like, this is working. But, again, it mm, only happened yeah. in the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a full, like, desert planet we had to crawl through to get to where the sinks yeah. were in this movie, so... Um, yeah i think we've got to knock off several points for that but yeah definitely good quality oh, for sure quality sinks once we got there yeah. yeah um i'm feeling like a three to four on this yeah. what are you thinking oh uh, let's i think it's probably like another tommy where there are sinks so good that are cancelled out okay. that it probably puts it at a neutral five as well yeah I'd, I'd be down with that put it at five cool yeah sweet all right that's it for this right. episode a little quick one that was not so bad but uh we got um <laughs> not, so, not bad. so bad um so coming up <laughs> next week is our christmas special do we want to reveal what that will be because that was yes decided independently so, of both of us so yeah it's you know it's a christmas tradition to you know you get all excited for a big ceremony yeah. you receive a you might receive a cool new toy hmm. make some new friends um, ride a horse made of fire. <laughs> you know. Enter like a beast's eye. That's also some beautiful architecture, yeah. and all that and more in the hit film that everyone knows. Yes. Crawl. Yes. Everyone's favorite fantasy epic movie. Crawl. Yeah, definitely not a huge ripoff of Star Wars. Absolutely not. No. 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 Um, so yeah yes crawl is a 1983 science fantasy swashbuckler yeah it is Uh and it's bloody good so definitely watch that film before the christmas special episode next week um the crawlsmas special oh get excited um yeah so there's not much to say after that we'll have like another little special thing and then back to your regularly scheduled programming in the new year i believe but um yeah until then i guess or is, we got more to say uh um much like pink floyd i can't think of anything to say oh <laughs> nice <sighs> sync floyd pod on twitter sync floyd pod at gmail and uh yeah, yeah. facebook letterbox we got it all Everything. check us out yeah. get at us homeboy yeah uh <laughs> yeah and by Grandpa's hammer, we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon, you will be avenged. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>